Fountain Gate Chapel presents Wind of Love with Eastwood Anaba. Wind of Love will usher you into the full liberty of the presence of God. Wind of Love comes your way from Monday to Saturday, 11.30 to 12 noon. Eastwood Anaba is a pastor, a teacher, an author, a conference speaker, and an anointed minister of the Word of God. The teaching ministry of Eastwood Anaba combines intense spirituality and sound teaching of the Word of God. Join us on Wind of Love here on Sunny 88.7 FM. Today's word, I call it uh, the road to becoming a revelation. And it's a build-up on the same scripture we've been using. It's extracted from the same scripture we've been using. Romans chapter 8 and the verse number 19. And it said, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. The earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of of the sons of God. And that word manifestation is the Greek word apocalypsis. The earnest expectation of the creature waited for the apocalypsis of the sons of God. Apocalypsis means revelation. It means appearing. It means manifestation. So when we speak about becoming a revelation, the revelation in this particular context it's not the revelation of an event or the revelation of a truth, but the revelation of a human being, the revelation of a person. So I'm prophesying today and I'm believing God for you that it is time for your manifestation. It is time for your appearing. It is time for your emerging. It is time for your revelation that you must be revealed. It, it, some, some time belongs to some people, but this is your season when you must also be manifested and um, in the Bible we, we, we see many people that manifested at a certain point at a certain point in their life they just showed up so one day there was a need in the land of Egypt for somebody to lead Egypt in the midst of a famine so that the people don't die and a man called Joseph was revealed he was manifested Israel needed somebody to help them have the exodus from Egypt into the promised land. Moses manifested. Moses in the wilderness was about to die. God needed a new leader to take the people of Israel across the Jordan and take them into the promised land. Joshua manifested or he was revealed or there was the apocalypse of Joshua. So this is your time. It's the time for your manifestation. You know, there are times in life when everything is going down, like during this COVID. But the time when everything may look like it's going down, that may be the time for your manifestation. And, and you should be very sensitive. Don't think because everything is going down, your life must also go down. But when people's businesses are going down, yours may rather come up. When people's lives, ministries, and things are quenching, Yours may rather be on the ascendancy. 
For you to be revealed, for you to be a revelation, for you to be manifested, for you to appear, you must necessarily go through something called suffering. You must go through suffering. I told you the other day, Jesus Christ, though he was a son, yet learned the obedience through the many things he suffered. One form of suffering is something I call resistance or the struggle. I want you to lift up your hand and say resistance. Just use that word resistance and plant it in your spirit. Resistance. And I also want you to bury in your spirit the word struggle. Struggle, resistance. Struggle, resistance. You can never be revealed. You can never be manifested. You can never appear until you go through resistance and struggle. Any human being who must be manifested or any event that must be manifested must go through resistance and struggle. You look at something like a butterfly. When the butterfly is in the cocoon stage, before it comes out of that shell, it must go through resistance and struggle. Many people don't want to suffer resistance. They don't want to suffer struggle, but they want to become a revelation. It's not possible. You will go through many things. Joseph went through it. Moses went through it. Jesus Christ himself, like I told you, went through it. And you must necessarily go through yours. And the man of God called Elisha. Before Elisha carried the mantle of Elijah and became the new Elijah of his era. He had to go through his own suffering. He had to go through his own struggle. He had to go through his own pain. He has to go through his own struggle. And I want us to look at the life of Elisha. We, we will look at Elisha. We will look at the various stages of his struggle. The various stages of the resistance he faced. And I believe he's going to encourage you. He's going to give you some impetus in life. You are going to become strong. That man, Elisha, became the Elisha of his time because he has something we call resolve. 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 The resolve of Elisha. The very fact that the man had tenacity. The fact that this man was not easy to break down. That this man was not easy to, to be subdued. That this man was not easy to be subjugated. That this man was not easy to be extinguished. It was not easy to just take Elisha and annihilate him. Take him out of the equation. No, Elisha will fight back. And I came to tell somebody today, it is time for you to fight back. It is time. When you meet resistance, meet resistance with resistance. When the struggle sets in, you must squeeze yourself out of the struggle. If you want to succumb in life and something will just hit you down and you decide you are not going to get up again, you will never be manifested. You will never be manifested. So we look at the man, Elisha. And my Bible said, Elisha was with the, was, was with the prophet. Elijah and they were at Gilgal. They started at Gilgal. I want to use Gilgal and use Bethel and use Jericho and use Jordan to show you the kind of struggles or resistance or suffering that the man Elijah went through. You may, you may read Gilgal and Bethel and, 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 and Jericho and Jordan and think these were just names of places. So it, it really didn't matter. But very soon I will show you that it means more than that. It means more than that. So first of all, let's start from a place called Gilgal. Because that is the place of the foundation. 
And I want you to remember, I told you that Gilgal means the circle of stones. It means a foundation. It means where something starts. It means the place where your life is beginning. Gilgal, the foundation. Elisha had a struggle. He had suffering. He had resistance. It began from Gilgal, the place of the foundation. And I call this particular thing discovery stage of your life. I'm going to use those four things and tell you the four stages of your development in your struggle, in your, in your fight against resistance. The first thing is discovery. The, the first pain you go through in life is the pain of discovery. Many people don't realize that discovery is a very painful thing. Discovery is a painful thing. It is the confusing stage. George, it is the stage where you are in secondary school. And you have, you have tens of subjects in front of you. Accounting, economics, history, geography, biology, chemistry, um, physics, mathematics, additional mathematics, commerce. And they tell you now, choose which of them you are going to, to do. And by the time you are choosing it, they are telling you, you, are, you should prophesy your own future. And you are not a prophet. But they want you to determine, are you going to be an accountant? Are you going to be a journalist? Are you going to be a lawyer? Are you going to be a scientist? Are you going to be a, are you going to be a doctor? Are you going to be a pharmacist? And you must choose some. But you see, in that struggle, you are on your own. This is the foundation. It was the discovery stage. And many of you are going through that pain. You are writing exams and you are failing. And your parents are screaming. Why are you failing? But mama, this is not my area. This is not the place of my natural intelligence. My natural intelligence does not flow in this direction. And you say, mommy, what I want to be is to be a cameraman. I just want to take a video and put it on reality. I, I want to preserve history. And your father too will be saying, no, no, no. I think you must be an engineer. I think you must be a doctor. I think you must be a musician. And you are saying, no, this is not where the thing is supposed to be. And ladies and gentlemen, it's a struggle. I call it the genesis. I call it the discovery. And I'm praying for somebody who is listening to me right now. That before you get manifested, you must overcome that stage of your life. That stage of your life is called the discovery. And you know what? Whilst this man is getting ready, trying to discover himself, his own boss is telling him, stay in Gilgal. Your biggest struggle comes when human beings are telling you, stay where you are. And sometimes the people that are telling you to stay where you are, are very respectable people. You respect them. You respect their opinion. These are the think tanks of wisdom. These are the custodians and the repositories of wisdom. These are the people that, that, that they have, sometimes they have experience. And they will tell you, we know this and know that and know that. And we can tell you, this is where you should be sitting. But inside you, there is a struggle. You are trying to discover who you are. And the endless expectation of the creature is waiting for your manifestation. But you cannot manifest until you discover yourself. Discovery. Discovery of who you are. Coming up as a young person and then you tell yourself, okay, discovery. I'm praying in the name of Jesus. May you go beyond your Gilgal. Every human being must go through the Gilgal pains, the Gilgal pains, the Gilgal pains, where you are trying to know who you are, trying to know what you were born for, 
The man struggled, went past Gilgal, and then landed in a place called Bethel. Bethel now is a more tricky place because Bethel is supposed to be the house of God. And that is where there's supposed to be liberty. Angels are supposed to be there. The power of the Holy Ghost is supposed to be there. The blood of Jesus is supposed to be there. Read something about Mount Zion. And he said that in Mount Zion, he said, Mount Zion, he said, we have come to the company of innumerable angels. We have come to the spirits of just men made perfect. He said, we have come to the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of evil. And he just talks about where we have come. We have come to Mount Zion. He said, we have come to, to the commonwealth of Israel. He said, we have come to this and we've come. A very powerful place we have come to. Bethel. That means house of God. But in the house of God, the man went through pain. He went through struggle. He went through resistance. Because at Bethel, he now meets prophets. <laughs> he didn't meet police. Soldiers who will put him under pressure. Not soldiers, not police. He didn't meet politicians. He didn't meet judges to subject him to pressure. He met the sons of the prophets. And they told him, do you know your master will be taken away from you today? And he said, I know it, but hold your peace. You know what, people? One of the places where you will get a lot of the pain and the struggle in life is in Bethel. The house of God. George, it will surprise you that there are many Christians who find it easier to express themselves in the world than when they come to church. Because when they come to church, everything is condemnation, everything is disagreement, everything is oppression. They are trying to reveal themselves and the church has got a traditional religious cocoon in which they try to put them. And these people can never manifest themselves. I can tell you that if I had, let's say, um, a, 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 a seven-year-old boy and his mother asked him, what do you want to become in life? And the boy says, I want to become a footballer. The mother will rebuke him and refuse him food for one week. After that, they will carry him to Reverend Solomon Abuaji and say, Sofu Solo, Akwalai Bibi Hano, Tonofo. Pastor Solomon, there's something wrong with this young man. Talk to him. And Pastor Solo too says, shall we turn to Genesis 26? Or they will take him to the book of Luke. How Jesus was taken into the temple and Simeon held him and prayed a benediction over him. And they'll tell him, young boy, you are getting confused. The only time we recognize a footballer is when he becomes a Ronaldo or he becomes a Messi. But before he becomes the Ronaldo or the Messi, we will oppress the person. Especially in the church. We think they are going off. We think they are lost. The only way they can fulfill their purpose is when they stand in church and go, Ragadaba Hokoshi, Ikenene Mozigibia, Kabiandololobosa. And you go to many of our ch churches. And a lot of the people who should be manifested, policemen and doctors and lawyers and cooks and engineers and security people, great raw talent in people. And you go to our churches and they are sitting down and wasting because many pastors don't know how to extract the potential in the church. We can only extract the potential in the church if the potential is holding a microphone or if the potential is singing or the potential is an usher or the potential is sitting behind an equipment like these ones. But if you don't fall into any of these, you will be rejected. You will go through a lot of pain because, because you see, what God is calling you to do 
does not fit into the mold of what the church will call purpose. Now, if you happen to find yourself in a place like maybe even pastoral ministry, or you happen to be to be found to find yourself in a place prophetic ministry, apostolic, evangelistic, or whatever, I'm telling you, even there, you will still feel challenging. The people that have been in the ministry long before you came will ask you, when did you come here? So, I was born again five years ago. Then they say, hey, my friend, go and find some ushering and do. They will never allow you. You face the resistance. You face the struggle. God has called you. He wants you to minister. You are anointed. They will look at your t-shirt before they listen to your message. And they say, acquire a crown t-shirt. You cry a guy, guy, Acquire a guy, You see, they want you to wear a cassock before they know you are a man of God. When I remember years ago when you couldn't even wear jeans and preach because the church could not even understand why a pastor should be wearing jeans or even a Christian should be wearing jeans. They wouldn't understand it. Don't wear jeans. Don't wear a t-shirt. You must be in a cassock. There is a way you must dress. There is a way you must walk. Many young ladies are in our churches going through a lot of pain and torture. We label them as immoral people. We label them as people that are not serious with life. Just because sometimes you look at the way they dress. And I'm not talking about obscene dressing. At times, it's not even obscene dressing. Sometimes, it's just the height of the high heel of the lady. Now, now Christo Nibena, they be on a high heel, six inches. And then, they be a show, show. On she be flat, on she be flat. Every day, she wants to be seen by everybody. You know what, people? The essence of life is to be seen. It's called a manifestation. When you dress very bad, you'll be seen. If you dress good, you'll be seen. So, which each of them is a manifestation. Let me tell you this. A madman on the streets is a manifestation. I don't think you've ever seen a madman without stopping to look at the man twice. People, if you want to listen to people, what they say, what they do, how they like life, you will never make progress in life. You must come to the place where the number one person to make happy is God. Number two is you yourself. You must come to the place where you are fulfilling the calling of God. I call this one devotion. That when you, the first one was discovery. This one now in Bethel is called devotion. When you devote yourself to God, when you commit yourself to God in Bethel, when you are in God and you are prayerful, you are anointed because the other side of it is that when you also go to church, you know, apart from the traditional people attacking people that are worldly, when you also become too spiritual, they will have a problem with you too. And many of the prophets we have in the nation of Ghana, once upon a time, they belong to a certain church. And when they were praying, church members started complaining. This man can pray too much. Everything, hirababa, hirababa, hirababa. And when you try to see a vision, and you said, oh, oh, yeah, bumpire, no. Me who said, hey, shut up. What did you see? Shut up. What did you see? They shut down the prayer spirit. They shut down the prophetic. They shut down the anointing. Until you are fed up and you must leave the church. So sometimes it will amaze you that your greatest resistance is in the church. Whilst they are attacking some people for being wealthy, they are attacking.
attacking some other people for being too spiritual so paul said they are neither cold nor hot but they are lukewarm and because they are lukewarm he will spew them out of his mouth and there are many believers we, we are talking about the manifestation of the sons of god your devotion your devotion your commitment to god is going to get you into trouble and it will get you into trouble in Bethel. The Bible is there. The Holy Ghost is there. Fellowship of the brethren is there. But they will still find problem with you. They will suppress you, oppress you. Now, from Bethel, Elijah and um, Elisha, they got to a place called Jericho. In Jericho, there is something that I call denials. The denials of life. So, first of all, discovery. Second, devotion. That when you are devoted to God, you go through attacks in battle. Now, when you get to Jericho, you find something I call denials. The denials of life. It's a big struggle. When you get to Jericho, and they call the place the, the, the fragrant place. And they call the place the city of the palm trees. And the palm trees look like they are flourishing. And the city looks like it's good. And people are prospering. People are being blessed. And you know what? You get to Jericho and there's nothing there for you. You get to Jericho and there's nothing there for you. What others are enjoying, you are being denied. Can you imagine you've got into Accra and people are staying in Trasaco Valley and you are a Kayaye in Accra. The same Accra. Same Accra. You're a young person. You have to struggle. You, you are denied things. You see others enjoying, but you cannot enjoy Oh, the pain of being in the Jericho of ministry. When you see others have got mega churches, mega ministries, and they are anointed, and their churches are going well, and they build all these big churches, and they, 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 they have all this publicity, and the anointing is upon them. And everybody saying, that man of God is anointed. That man of God is anointed. That man of God is anointed. And you are there with your ministry, and, and everything looks so good for everybody, but in your case, it is one denial after another. You are writing exams. You are failing as a student. You are sitting in a church. That person marries, another person marries, another person marries. That one gets their child, they come and do dedication. The, the most anointing is you are sitting in a church, a woman gets pregnant and gets triplets. Three. And you have been married, she just got married two years ago. She's had triplets. You've been married 15 years, no child is coming, and you must attend a church service, and that woman's child or that woman's children are being dedicated, and you must join them in removing handkerchiefs to celebrate arrival of these triplets. And you are saying, When is man going to come? You know, these are denials in life where people are being are prospering, they are being blessed. You go into a town and and, and, and witches and magicians and unbelievers are prospering. That is what the wise man said. I, I, I have seen servants on horses and I've seen princes and they are walking. You go to towns and you see unbelievers, witches and wizards, magicians, atheists, and they are being blessed. They are prospering. And you, a child of God, you are walking about quoting the earth is the lost and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. And you are being denied every good thing. Your employer is an unbeliever, your landlord is an unbeliever. Your boss at work is an unbeliever. Can you imagine this? You are a pastor. You are moving by the spirit of God. You are moving with the anointing. You are a very genuine Christian. You are born again. You are holy. You are pure. There is another person around you who says he's a pastor. 
and you know he's not living right. You know the person is in adultery. You know the person even drinks alcohol. You know the person doesn't pray. You know the person may be even an occultic person. But he calls himself a pastor. And he has put the name church on top of his church. People are flocking in there. The church seems to grow. And you the one that look like you are blessed. No, you the one that look like you are holy. You are righteous. You are seeking God in the way that you should see God. Your ministry is not exploding. The contradiction of life. Where you are denied many, many things. Can you count the number of times you went in front of a shop in Jericho and people are buying but you cannot buy? Can you count the number of times you went into a store, picked up a shoe, you really like the shoe, but when they mentioned the price, you made the sign of the cross, spoke in tongues and told them you are, you are coming. You will return soon to come and check the shoe, but you yourself know you will return no more and even at the rapture, you will not come back there. You know what? Denials in life. So this man gets to Jericho and um, Jericho is the fragrant place. It is the city of palm trees and you are expecting that. Elijah will say, okay, I'm going to go to heaven, but let me get a house for you here. Let me get a place for you here where you can stay. He said, man of God, you stay here. But he didn't give him an address. He didn't give him a house. He didn't give me anything. He just said, you remain here. Whether he's going to stay on the streets or he's going to live under a tree, Elijah didn't care. Elijah just said, God has sent me to Jordan. You can look at life. Life can be very painful. At Gilgal, that is the discovery. At Bethel, that is the devotion. Devotion is a very painful thing. In fact, you may be persecuted and killed because of your devotion. Your devotion may kill you. When you look at our generation, Christians are not interested in devotion at all. No, many Christians are not ready to die for their faith. No, no, no. Many Christians are not prepared to die for their faith. Yesterday, when I saw the way um, politicians, people follow politics, the way they went out to vote, Jack, they broke all the protocols of COVID. No, no, no. No social distancing. A lot of them were running, no nose mask. They are going, they want to vote for an MP. They want to choose a candidate. But I'm telling you, George, if it was church, they won't come. They will say that Corona will kill them. So churches have opened and some people are saying, well, lie. Mm -mm. They don't want to die. They will not go to church. You see, unbelievers are prepared to die. I, I, I saw some Christians saying that, um, why didn't the government go to arrest those people who were not wearing nose masks and those people who were breaking social distance and they were going to vote? I said the reason the government didn't go to arrest them is because nobody arrests people who are devoted. You know these people are prepared to die for what they believe. Arrest one of them and see. No, no, no. Listen, people know who to arrest. But they know that in the church, we are not prepared to lose our life for what we believe. If they arrest one of us, the rest of them will just go home and hide under a bed. If you want people who preach, Take up your cross and follow me. But the only cross they carry is one on their neck made of gold with a chain around it. Come to church. But we don't believe in carrying a cross. But devotion. The man gets to Jericho and he gets to Bethel. He's devoted. Then you are looking at um, so after devotion. He gets to the place of denial. Where everybody is enjoying and he is not enjoying. 
Oh boy, look at the time when you see people are prospering, people are increasing, people are, and the, their cost is enlarged, and you are there, you have nothing. But wait for your time, wait for your season. Your season will come. Your season will come. Elisha had to learn how to just see Jericho and not be enticed by Jericho. Many believers get enticed. They get enticed by what they see. I know that this place is Jericho. George, I know it's Jericho. I'm not supposed to stay there. I see nice houses, nice cars. I see beautiful things in Accra, Lagos. Everywhere I go, nice things. But I know Jericho is not my destination. My manifestation is not in Jericho. My manifestation is in Bogatanga. I must go back to Bogatanga. That is where I belong. And God sent me here from 1986. I finished university and came here. My commitment to be here is stronger than when I even was a young man. I am more committed to Bogatanga and to stay here than when I was even 21 years, 22 years old. And that's because you know what people, there are times you must know that everything good is in Jericho, but Jericho does not belong to you. Jericho doesn't belong to you. That's why you should wait. That's why you should wait. Thank you for listening to Wind of Love with Eastwood Annabelle. For prayer and counseling, please call Eastwood Annabelle Ministries on 0302-734-157 and Fountain Gate Chapel Empowerment Pastures on 0302-912-752 or visit www.eastwoodannabelle.com until Eastwood Annabelle comes your way same time tomorrow. Stay blessed with lots of love.